We get it popping, homie, day and night. Got the party jumping, about to break the ice. Stay up on my grind, that's my way of life. I got tunnel vision, I'ma chase that real life. Oh, okay. Oh, baby. The New York Jets got Brees Hall. And it is confirmed that they are going to sign Dwayne Brown to a two-year, $22 million contract. It's going to be another long year for Mekhi Becton. I think he can pull it back together. We'll see if he can stay healthy in the future. Coaching's got a lot of questions around him. And I think Joe Douglas now has questions around him as well. But it might be like Joe Douglas's job on the line. What is going on, everybody? You are back here on Jake's Takes. This is the podcast presented by Tunnel Vision Sports. As always, I'm Jake Serrano with you today on Thursday, 1.49 p.m. We have an emergency release podcast today. So what we are talking about is the New York Jets had to get this out, wanted to get this out, wanted to talk about it as soon as possible, as close to real time as possible. Um, as we know, Makai Becton went down the whole situation with the New York Jets. We are going through the whole thing today, right now. So let's get to it. As it's breaking down, this story is breaking down faster than I thought. The New York Jets actually just signed Dwayne Brown, the former left tackle of the Houston Texans and Seattle Seahawks, the five-time Pro Bowler, to a two-year deal. And as we know, Makai Becton went down Monday morning, early Monday. He went down with a knee injury. It sounded like Becton had lost a lot of weight, came into camp healthy, strong, um, and then unfortunately went down in drills and practice training camp Monday and suffered another season-ending knee injury closely related to the one he had last year, although he did fracture. He fractured his right kneecap, uh, the same knee he hurt last year, but he fractured his kneecap this time, and he's down for the year. So what do the Jets do? Robert Sala said, we are not going to panic. It's not a panic situation, um, even though Becton has been out for the whole year. Now, there's been reports which have been confirmed today that Dwayne Brown had and the New York Jets had mutual interest with each other. Uh, and it does turn out that the New York Jets do well go on and sign uh, Dwayne Brown. Sala said early in the week, you know, it doesn't create a panic in my mind at all. A guy like Dwayne is a bonus, kind of treating it almost like Dwayne Brown would be a luxury. What do the Jets have behind him? Well, we got Max Mitchell, Chuma Idoga, and Connor McDermott. I believe McDermott is also out for a couple weeks for the New York Jets. And you have to think, too, Max Mitchell, the fourth rounder out of Louisiana. What can he do? We don't know. Chuma Idoga, he has some starts under his belt at the USC. Can he be a starter? He's definitely filled and he's played some games. I think 20-plus games he's played uh, since he's been drafted. So he's got some playing time. What do the New York Jets do? Well, they go out and sign. They sign, uh, you know, 37-year-old Dwayne Brown, try and give fill that line. Now, my thought behind this was initially when I heard the news, you know, the Jets – seem to have worked very far this offseason to add a ton of pieces. And we've talked about this a lot on the show. And to have an injury like this for Mekhi Becton, for him to go down this early in the season, uh, not even, you know, the season hasn't even, first preseason game hasn't even been played. To go down like this truly was a heartbreaking story for the Jets. Now, how did the Jets come about this? They go out, they sign Dwayne Brown. 
my thoughts were the Jets. My initial thoughts were, man, this, you know, this sucks. But then I thought about it for a little more. And you think about last season when Makai went down. And you think about how they had Morgan Moses and, and, and George Fant, and they played well together. The line wasn't that bad. And that happened week one. This is happening in training camp. Pulling guys together now, you have a little more time to prepare. The line played very well, very well without Beckton last year. So I almost feel like there's not a lot to panic here. And they had Makai Beckton listed as right tackle. So even though the Jets did sign Dway Brown, they could have signed anybody they wanted in a tackle position, uh, like an Eric Fisher or whoever they wanted uh, because they had that flexibility at tackle. Obviously, they went and signed Brown, as we know. So Brown, who is a premier left tackle in this league for all his years he's played, Rich Simini, the, uh, the Jets reporter, says it will be determined – once he arrives, what position he'll play? My initial thoughts is he's going to play left tackle. He's played all his career. To change him now would be hard to do. I have a feeling since George Fance, you know, played a lot of right tackle in his career, they'll swing him back over. Although, but it's so early with all this going on. I do think Chumi Doga and Max Mitchell, these young guys, are going to get a shot at this right tackle position to really compete and see what they can do. And Dwayne Brown might just be. There's a good chance he might just be a veteran depth. I feel like there is a, a shot that that could happen. Um, but I for right now, the first preseason game tomorrow, 730 against the Philadelphia Eagles, the Jets will play them. I think the Jets and Salah even said that the competition is open to right tackle. I think Max Mitchell and Jimmy Doe are going to have a chance to dog it out and see who can do better. And, uh, and very well might be one of those two guys starting, but it, it is definitely leaning towards Dwayne Brown being left and George Fant being the right tackle. But the Jets seal that up today. Um, but how concerned should we be as fans? I don't think we should be as concerned as people think. Now, I put them in my power rankings as number 25. I don't really think this this really hurts the Jets um, that much. You know, we didn't have Makai last year. The Jets are ranked 25 in my power rankings. A good offensive line. You can't, you can't, you can't argue against it. A lot of this year is going to depend on how can the rest of the team come together, and how will Zach Wilson play. There's a lot of different questions on this team. You know, Makai Becton going down sucks, but I think the Jets ultimately can find a way to pull this together. You know, they're signing a lot of veteran guys in this offseason, and I have a feeling they think you know with the young talent they've infused in this roster, they could really you know pull something together here, and. The tackle position now, I don't think, unless it blows up in the season, is a, a ginormous concern considering the way they played last year. Now, they did have Morgan Moses last year, who was not with them, who did go sign with the Baltimore Ravens. They don't have him anymore. So how will that affect them? How will Dwayne Brown play this late into his career? We shall see. Uh, he did play well in 2020. I think he had a grade of about 86 or higher uh, from PFF. Last year, he had a grade of 71.1, so definitely a downgrade there. Allowed eight sacks. How will he play this year remains to be seen. But the Jets' concerns at tackle for now, I think they they put a plug in it for now. And we'll see what happens. 
But ultimately, I don't think this really sets the Jets back at all. It, it's and it is confirmed that they are going to sign Dwayne Brown to a two-year, $22 million contract. Um, and I, I think that's interesting because two years, you don't know what's going to happen with back then. You have him as a veteran there. He learns the system. You keep him for another year. Uh, definitely going to help out the Jets in the long run, depending on what they do. If if Beckton's even going to be with the team next year, I know they have a lot of faith in him. Um, and I don't want to give up on Beckton because he was a first-round pick in 2020, 11th overall. He was He's a monster. He's such a big guy, pushes guys around with so much power. Uh, but he's been hurt the past two seasons, and it really leads me to think what's going to happen with Mekhi Beckton and the New York Jets. They say they have a lot of belief in him, but you never know. You never know. It's a business. You never know what's going to happen. Will he come back next season and play? Uh, I don't know. I think, it's to be honest, it would be the Jets in benefit to hold on to him. If he can come back next season, let him play. And if they feel as though they draft some guy next year in the draft or, or whatever they have to do, you let him play it out, let him build up his confidence, and, and give him a, another shot somewhere else. But I'm not going to go on board and, and give up on Makai Beckton all, all right now. But considering the amount of talent that I believe he has, but you have to think about the future and where this will go, signing Dwayne Brown to a two-year contract, what's going to go on next year. It's going to be another long year for Makai Beckton. I think he can pull it back together. We'll see if he can stay healthy in the future. But for the New York Jets, this leaves out a big question on what's going to happen at tackle. Like I said, I'm not totally concerned, but it is a question. So, like I said, my theory is Dwayne Brown will probably go to left. George Fant will go to right. But where is Max Mitchell and Shumi Doga fall into this conversation? Backups, or does one of them actually end up starting? We'll see how this preseason plays out. I think that's going to be one of the bigger questions on for the Jets is how those two, three guys play in the preseason uh, because I think it's going to be a battle. And one of these guys could potentially pull away, even though Dwayne Brown is the veteran. Two of the young guys could potentially come out and play very well. Uh, it's, always, it's always a possibility. And, uh, but I think this sets the, the Jets back not a ton, uh, but it is concerning. And a lot of it will fall on how can Zach Wilson play this year? How can the Jets coach these young guys up, the defense? There's a lot of questions on this team. And for the tackle to go down definitely wasn't helpful. But I honestly do not believe I will be 100% concerned on this, considering the plug they made and the young guys they have on this roster and the ability of Zach Wilson. We'll see how he develops in the second season. What makes me so confident is, like I mentioned before, is what happened last season. They played without him, how he went down, and how the Jets were able to pull it together. Um, and their offensive line play wasn't even that bad last year. I think it was like 11th from PFF, per PFF, in offensive line play. I don't know exactly what the grades are, but it was they were up there, and they weren't one of the worst offensive lines. They, you know, A lot of them played very well. And adding guys like Lincoln Tomlinson, in the offseason, Vera Tuck have come back for another season. George Fant played well last year, stayed healthy. So I think there's development in this line. And I'm not 100% in panic mode about the offensive line. But it was just truly unfortunate to see Makai go down. And uh, just yet another season to start off with the New York Jets with questions, with injury. Uh, and we didn't even get to the first preseason game yet, so I'm not sure what that holds as well. But the Jets got the New York, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles tomorrow at 7.30 on Friday. What will be had there is a question 
Uh, we'll see what happens. I think I think a lot of people will be watching this offensive line now very closely. Zach Wilson's obviously has a lot of questions around him. Coaching's got a lot of questions around him. And I think Joe Douglas now has questions around him as well. What's going to happen with that 2020 draft with Mekhi Becton, Denzel Mims, and a lot of those other guys, uh, Bryce Hall and Brandon Mann, the punter, are the only two solid guys to come out of that draft. And, uh, you know, what's going to happen with Denzel Mims, that second rounder? What are they going to do with Mekhi Becton? Uh, but if the Jets can hit on these past two drafts, play well this season, I think it plays in favor of Joe Douglas and kind of can void that 2020 draft. But it almost seems like the snake comes back and 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 bites the Jets. The river keeps flowing, but there's always a dam that keeps building. And the Jets seem to keep running into that dam offseason after offseason, even though the expectations and and the feel of the, the vibe of the Jets builds. It almost seems like there's always something lingering. Again, it happens this offseason. But I still have a lot of faith in this team. They made the right moves this offseason, just made another good move, getting Dwayne Brown, filling a hole there, having some of these young guys on the offensive line. How will it play out? I do believe in Joe Douglas and Robert Saul. I think the Jets are going to uh, have a solid season this year. Unfortunately, Mekhi Becton had to go down for it. But uh, the Jets... A lot of questions, a lot of questions, but Makai Becton certainly did not help, and unfortunate for him, the young guy. We will shall see how the Jets play, but I just wanted to get this out there. It's not, I just, you know, maybe repeating stuff. I wanted to get that out there, talk about the Makai Becton situation a little bit, uh, kind of break that down. Like I said, my end theory will be Dwayne Brown plays left, George Fant plays right, but I am not against some of these young guys playing and stepping up. We'll see what happens in the preseason game. Thank you again for listening to the Jake's Takes podcast. As always, I'll be back. Actually, I'll be back this Saturday. We're going to do power rankings, a couple other more segments. So stay tuned for that on Saturday. Remember to visit Tunnel Vision Sports at tvsportsmag.com. Follow our Instagram at tunnelvisionsports underscore and our Twitter account underscore TV Sports. Don't forget to follow Jake's Takes Instagram account at Jake's Takes TVS for everything you need podcast-wise. Don't forget to hit that subscribe, follow button, leave a like, comment, rating on the podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast. I'm Jake Serrano signing off. Thank you once again for listening. And remember to keep up with all your sports needs with Tunnel Vision Sports, a positive shift in sports media. We get it popping, homie, day and night. Got the party jumping, got to break the ice. Stay up on my grind.